listening to Radio Sega, and this is the Sega Lounge. Sit back, have a drink, and enjoy the conversation. Tonight's hosts, Casey and SSF 1991. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sega Lounge. You're listening to Radio Sega. We play the best Sega music 24-7. And this is the Sega Lounge, of course. Uh, a totally unplanned and unprepared show. Uh, but it's all good. Uh, so, I'm Casey. I'm live. Uh, this time we are we're live. Uh, when was the last Lies. time we did this live? Is this pre-recorded? And I'm just streaming. Lies. Lies. Yes, perhaps. Perhaps we're pre-recording this, and I'm just streaming or something. But anyway. Lies. Who's saying lies? The lies are. Yay! Welcome, lies. Welcome to the Sega Lounge. Hello, Donny. Sonic, Sonic Sega Lies 1991. Uh. <laughs> Also, hi. Hello. How are you? It's been a long time. Yeah, so much so that uh, Gilius took my spot. Um, if yesterday's Sega Hard Girls episode was any indicator, Gilius so, uh, is a pervert. No, no, no. Better yet, Gilius is now the new host. Like, what? Whenever like we have a. Uh, if Casey needs to step down from the top 40 countdown or whatever, the top 20 countdown, whatever it's called, it's the top countdown. We can have Gilius take a spot, and there won't be any. It won't be any different. It'll be <laughs> just like always. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think so. But yeah, are you calling me Lies. a pervert? Yes, I think you are. You're calling me a pervert. So yeah. Anyway, uh, welcome everyone to oh. the first uh, live the Sega Lounge in a few months, I think. Uh, yeah, but apart from me and Donny, we have our very special guest, a winner with you. Hello. Good evening, everybody. Hello. It's nice to be here again. Awesome. Uh, hope. Oh, and to the madhouse. Yeah, we'll. <laughs> yeah, the madhouse. Well, I'm aware of. This I'm aware is, of how much the match uh, an even uh, crazier show tonight because um, I'm, ju- I'm, I'm, I'm trying to add someone to, to the call because we'll have more guests. Yes. But while I try to do that, um, yes, <laughs> this is a bit hard apparently to do. I'm not a great multitasker, but yeah, uh, while I try to add new people to the call. Uh, let me try and uh, explain how you can interact with us because this will be a special Mega Drive focused show because the Mega Drive turned 26 uh, yesterday in Japan uh, right and um, so instead of having no show as uh, we were planning to do uh, and uh, as suggested by a winner with you on Twitter we decided to do a special uh, Mega Drive themed show, like we did for the Dreamcast anniversary. Anniversary, uh, but instead of talking about the Dreamcast, we'll, we'll be talking about our Mega Drive memories, uh, and we'll be uh, joined by a few extra people on the show, as I was saying. 
adding them now but uh, you can interact with us by sharing your uh, Mega Drive memories your favorite games favorite soundtracks whatever we'll see how this conversation goes but you can join us by accessing our IRC chat room go to radiose.ga forward slash IRC or you can uh, open your preferred IRC client and uh, you can access irc.serialchat.net that's our server and the chat room is Radio Sega either way, join us uh, it'll be a crazy show I'm, sh I'm sure so uh, the more people we have the crazier the show is that's always nice you can also mention at Radio Sega and use the hashtag the Sega Lounge on uh, Twitter for your Mega Drive uh, memories and your favorite moments with Sega's console. Uh, let's see if I so, can add someone. So, yep. so wait, if if Rouge if Rouge had um, had played a Mega Drive when she was a girl, I'm afraid. And now today, I, I, with her with the way she is now, wouldn't that mean she'd have Mega Drive memories? Hmm. <clears throat> I, I have wait, wait just a second because I'm gonna have to ask the open science man to wait because this this can't wait uh, where is it I had something here uh, it's not the rib shot no I don't have it anymore I think oh there we go there we go let's see if this plays <laughs> Yeah. No, 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 that's the crickets laughing though. They enjoyed it, <laughs> so I have an audience. Probably. <laughs> oh, and that one cricket was probably Kim Kardashian, so you know it was all good. Uh, oh my. Yes. Well, not really because it's Kim Kardashian, but still, you know. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, we've been joined by someone, I think, if this uh, went according to plan. Hello. Apparently not. Hello. Maybe? Okay. Okay. It Maybe kinda... Not. Maybe not. No. It was a cricket stage one. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, <laughs> I need to... I need to add him to the call. Or he can... Let's try and... Yeah, let's, try. let's try. <laughs> this is Skilious. all live, people. This is the proof that we're doing this live, so it happens on on every live show that is uh, totally unprepared and stuff. But yeah, so I think it's time before we add more people to the call and before this becomes the technical issues episode of the Sega Lounge. Uh, I think it's time we get going with the news, right? Perhaps. So it's time for... I don't know. Maybe. Donnie's <laughs> News Corner! Yeah. 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 Uh, so, sweet. take it away, Donnie. Well, uh, there was news. Uh, it happened. Uh, the end. No. <laughs> uh. Okay, so let's play some music. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Um... But um, well, the news really wasn't all that much. We uh, did get Cartoon Network listings for the uh, for Sonic Boom on Cartoon Network. We now know it's going to be on November eighth and 9th. 9th being the uh, a uh, rerun. Um, and apparently the episodes will be the sidekick one and the couch one. You know, villain for certain. Yeah, meh, meh. 
but other than that, we had Valkyrie, uh, Valkyrie Chronicles confirmed for Steam. Yes. Yep. We had that confirmed too, that sound. Um, and I think that sound means uh, I have another guest, right? Hello. 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 So, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? from the Opus Science Collective. Hello, Hello to you, Steve. Hello, Steve. Also known as the Opus Science Man. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so thanks for joining us uh, in this very special and very random The Sega Lounge episode. But we'll Thank you we'll for inviting me. No, it's a pleasure. Uh, but uh, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, move on, Donnie. Keep going. Proceed. I'll have you know that I have two feet and I know how to move, young squire. So I'll have you know that my feet tell me to move on. So um, anyway, I used to have two uh, feet, but then I uh, someone shot me with an arrow to my oh, never mind. Old name, uh, yeah. Carry on. Oh yeah. Um, there's something else that happened too. Uh, I know Hatsune Miku's DLC was laid out for Project Eve F2 for the next six months or so. They announced those. Uh, what else was uh, there? Also happened. I think that was everything. Is that like a hurricane? I think that was everything. Are you typing? Now there, there's something else I think. Oh no, actually that's what you typed in the, the Skype group. Yes, I uh, actually wanted to talk about something yeah, while Tony goes look for some news. Goes looking for some news. Um, there's something a community. Ooh, what was that? I can do it too. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> yes. Uh, stop it, Tony. Welcome to the Sega Lounge. <laughs> Not that again. Where stuff yeah. happens. Ah, yes. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Uh, the Sega Lounge guest, Tyler from the Sega Channel, actually the Sega Channel, uh, was nominated for YouTuber of the Month uh, of October, actually. So that's awesome. I'll share the um, the link to the the video you'll need to comment on to nominate or to vote for the Sega Channel, and you should do it, actually, because um, it's awesome. The Sega Channel is awesome. Uh, Tyler Esposito, our uh, guest on the Sega Lounge, really deserves this, so go check out the, the link I posted in the IRC chat room, and I'll probably also, will also tweet this for everyone, so click the link and vote for the Sega channel in the comments section of that particular YouTube video. What's a video? Not sure, a video with a B. Anyway, any more news, Donnie? Um, not really. And that's it. That's <laughs> in itself uh, newsworthy. So there's no more news, which is actually uh, the biggest news we've had all day. Yes. So if there's no more news to discuss, I think. Oh, I, we have something. We have our usual uh, Sega Hard Girls anime discussion. Yes, I actually just been watching it as well. Awesome. Right before I came on, so awesome. So, any thoughts on this week's episode, Steve? Have you checked out the the Sega Heart Rules anime yet? No, I haven't. Is it good? It's really good. 
At least I think it is good. Is it clean? It sounds quite smutty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's... To be honest, I don't entirely <laughs> not think the same way. You don't like... I don't know, I just, I just like Sega Hard Girls, you know. Yeah, it's... Be- it's um, don't be like Tony, but yes. Uh, <laughs> it's um, because they, they made Sega... Uh, made uh, girls out of Sega So... All the consoles are girls. Yeah. It sounds like a dream come true to me. Yeah. So the anime is based upon around uh, Saturn, Dreamcast, and Mega Drive. It's Great. ten minutes long each week, so each episode. It's not that. But is that on YouTube or something? Uh, it's not. It's we don't condone pirates. No, I mean, how, do, how, how does one get to watch it? You you'll have to be in Japan, of course, and oh. actually, no, actually, uh, I think Crunchyroll has um, has the the episodes, and maybe uh, there's other ways to do to watch it, which we can talk about when we're off the air. Yes. Uh, if I may add, uh, Crunchyroll does have it, but not in the UK. Um, not that's in one of the regions that doesn't actually have the show, so uh, you will have to watch it on YouTube. Yes. I'm afraid or maybe yeah. somewhere else but yeah, yeah so, but you don't like you don't like the, the anime when it was you right you were saying something uh, yeah I've really been enjoying it lately uh, I've, oh, I've sort of just watching you and I thought it was a really good episode Jeffrey is epic <laughs> that's all I'll say Jeffrey is awesome that episode <laughs> oh so you liked it Oh yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Oh, so I thought you, you were saying you didn't like it. No, I never said okay. that. <laughs> no, I've, um, my bad. No, I don't think it's really good. Oh, I was hoping for you for some controversy. But yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think this particular episode we we won't talk about that the, the the whole plot. Can you say there's a plot? Not sure, but yeah, uh, it's a ten minute episode. But yeah, uh, we won't. Spoiled for everyone that hasn't watched it yet, but um, Gilius Thunderhead is in the show, uh, Jeffrey is in the show, Ulala is in the show, yeah. And oh, oh Gilius is in the show, all right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh my, and uh, there's the set in the bikini, yay! So, all you perverts out there. And then they're all going to be in the bikini next week. Yay! Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, yeah. But it's awesome. It gets worse. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> this show took a very, very perverted turn. Uh, yeah, that's, like, why, that's why you're here. That's how yeah. it <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, go watch the, the Sega Hard Girls uh, episodes, all the episodes. This is number four, I think, so... If you haven't yet watched any of the, the previous episodes, go watch it. I'm sure someone around the interwebs will um, will send you a link for, for the show. Anyway, I think it's time we move on and play some music, some Mega Drive music. And this, uh, showing that this show was not uh, planned at all, I don't know what music to play, so... Uh, people, when was you, Steve, Tony... Okay, Kid Chameleon, what track? Yeah, I already uh, sort of mentioned Battle One from oh, yeah, the Shining yeah, Force. Yeah, and I was gonna, I was gonna write that down, but I forgot. So let's see. <laughs> uh, you wanted Battle? Where's Shining Force? Shining Force. Hmm. Why don't I have Shining Force here? 
Shining Force Feather? Shining Force no, Blade? Hmm. <laughs> Why don't I have this? Okay. Uh, Shining Force Okay, well, I think we'll have to skip the Shining Force track, sorry. Not sure why, but I don't Boy, think that's it's... Boy, that's quite a Shining Force, my, isn't it? It's Force signs so much, so much that it can't even be played on the show. <laughs> oh you my. can't handle Force. So, any other tracks you'd like us to play? Oh, I'm just looking through my iTunes. Um, yeah, anything by Kid Comedian. Um, anything from Kid Comedian, sorry, by Mark Miller. Any, um, any, I always really liked the... Uh, at the fantasy area or the options and city area if you've got either of them mm, okay I have Blue Lake Woods Chase mm. Scene Devil's Marsh Elsewhere Ending Theme High Water Path Elsewhere Elsewhere is very nice Elsewhere okay. yeah that's rocking that's the next song we'll play what about you when we do apart from <laughs> Shining Force <laughs> sorry okay um, I'll go for Nice of a Mutants from uh, Comic Zone please okay Oh, I don't have comics. I'm just kidding. I have comics. Uh, okay, so that's in there for you as well. And we'll be right back with more the Sega Lounge and more typing as well. Uh, apparently. So, all the typing. All the typing, yes. And all the touching the mic. Don't touch the mic, don't be apparent. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. When we get back, we'll be talking about um, the Mega Drive, of course. What else? Yes, what else? Uh, Nespresso. Bye. Bye. Thank you. 
This is the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. Come on in and have a seat. a different piece of software so yeah <laughs> hello everyone we're back this is the sega lounge on radio sega and tonight i'm joined uh, not by donnie anymore unfortunately he had to go bye donnie uh, but i'm joined by a winner with you and steve from the opus science collective hello guys again welcome hello hello yes uh, and if you're uh, if you were listening to the music we were playing and you heard some typing, uh, also known as typing of the lounge overkill, it's because uh, this is what happens when we have a live show and stuff happens. So maybe during the next music break things will go smoother. Anyway, uh, this is a show that we're dedicating to the Mega Drive or Genesis for those in the US, but since we're all European here now, uh, we'll be talking about the Megdrive that turned 26 years old uh, yesterday in Japan. So I think the, the first question or the first topic for us to discuss is, uh, when did you get your own Megadrives, people? Uh, well, I first got mine back in 1994. Um, I'd had a master system back in the day, and 
Yeah, of course, I really, really wanted a Mega Drive because um, it was pretty much there where I first played um, the original Sonic the Hedgehog, really blown away by that game. Then, of course, Sonic 2 came out. After playing that on the Mega Drive, I really, really wanted to play that one as well. Then come February 94, we had Sonic 3, and, uh, and of course, I really wanted that game as well. So uh, eventually, I managed to bug my mum into buying me one, and uh, one day in August... In uh, getting '94, I uh, I sort of met my mum from work, and uh, we actually went out and bought a Mega Drive. Uh, it was a Mega Drive Model Two, which had a Sonic Three bundled, and uh, it just pretty much went from there. I uh, interesting. It's not the most um, original or um, <laughs> interesting story, but there you go. That's uh, how I got my first Mega Drive. Cool. So uh, there's actually a good point in your uh, answer. So what was your first Mega Drive game? Let us know at Radio Sega. I just uh, tweeted something. I tweeted... Uh, what did I tweet? <laughs> uh, oh, uh, When did you get your Mega Drive console and what are your favorite games, music and memories? Share them with us at Radio Sega. Use the hashtag the Sega Lounge. You can also tell us uh, what your f uh, first Mega Drive game was. So a winner was you, a winner was you was uh, Sonic 3, right? That's right, yes. Okay, Steve, your turn. Um, mine, well, it was actually my older brother's. He got, um, he, he had a master system and then his mate, he had a mate who was, he was that kid whose parents always bought him the latest thing when it first came out, you know? <laughs> um, and so he, he, he actually got an, imported from Japan Mega Drive sort of as soon as he could as soon as it came out really you know the one that had the sort of burgundy pinky purple bit on it uh, text and stuff and like the reset button I think was purple instead of what it was instead of the grey one we got over here and uh, around the 16 bit it also had some Japanese writing or something I, I can't remember exactly but um, he bought that second hand off his mate in I think it must have been 1990 or 91 um, so yeah we had a we had a, a JDM uh, Mega Drive and I, I, I can remember him bringing him I can remember him bringing it home and unboxing it it's just been like wow you know uh, and I think I think he had Sonic 1 and uh, I think Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage. No, the Mega yeah, Game Streets Band. of Rage. I think it was. Ah, um, oh, yeah, just straight away, instantly fell in love. My cousin had had one already. Um, we grew up, we grew up in Birmingham. He, my cousin, lived in Brighton, and we went and visited. And he had uh, like already had quite a few of the arcade ports, like. Uh, um, Alter Beast and uh, Golden Axe games like that and so already I was really hooked on the sideways scrolling brawlers you know and then uh, but yeah just being able to play Sonic pretty much whenever I wanted was just a dream come true really. and uh, it started a, a lifelong relationship with the little spiky blue dude so yeah cool yeah nice story there uh, for me uh around Christmas 1991 actually uh, with bundled with Sonic 1 and the Mega Games compilation the first one Mega Games 1 I think with Super Hang On uh, World Cup Italia 90 and what else? Uh, columns as well 
so yeah uh, and uh, I fell in love with Sonic as well and that's why I'm a Sonic fan and actually why I'm a Sega fan and uh, I gotta say um, the Mega Drive uh, 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 Windows you had a Mega Drive 2 right? that's right yeah Model 2 yeah, mom. Model 2 uh, I, I gotta say the Mega Drive 1 uh, I, I still think it is one of the most beautiful uh, consoles out there maybe people don't agree with me but yeah I still think the the, the model one uh, is really a good looking machine yeah, yeah I think even more so when you put the original mega CD on it as well because I actually have one of yeah. those yeah and it's just a very sexy machine <laughs> if I may say so ah uh, <laughs> Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so my first game, Sonic One, the first one I, I played actually. Although I got the Mega Games collection with it, but um, my first game, Sonic One, Sonic Three for Winners. You, uh, sorry, uh, Steve, yours was Sonic One as well. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. Uh, by the way, if you want to join us in the IRC chat room, uh, you can join some of the beautiful, beautiful people that are in there right now. And I forgot to say who they were, so let's do that now. Dragon, Woe21, Voice, Underscore, Spondy, Winners, UCTR, DJ Kino, Ibuch, Flex Style, Keskitalu, Madekuji-san, Open Science, Signacy, TCB, Tracky, and Trini. Uh, Open Science is saying, it's true, we are all, you all, we all, Missing. Yeah, I missed out the yes. uh, oh, uh, trying to type and be on the uh, Skype yes. at the same time. So if you're in the IRC chat room and if you want to um, share your um, your Mega Drive memories with us, let us know. Just type something in the IRC chat room and we'll read it. Or maybe we won't because we're jerks. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> some people actually, uh, not some people, but I think one person already tweeted us uh, Milton Alvarado said owning the Mega Drive was my favorite memory first console I owned beating Sonic 3 and Knuckles was the most memorable okay yeah we all loved Sonic 3 and Knuckles so now that we've talked about when we got the consoles what the first games were uh, maybe we can talk about our favorite games and this is uh, maybe a hard question who wants to go first? Hmm. It doesn't well, have to it, be one it is a very game. tough question. We can, we can mention several games. Maybe Steve. Yeah, because there's so many great games. Yeah, well, um, where it starts. I mean, so, I, I've always liked Sonic 1 the best out of all of the Sonic games. Um, I know it's obviously the first. Sonic 2 technically is like a superior game. Um, but in terms of the, sort of the atmosphere and the flow of the game um, I've always just loved Sonic 1 and it, it's a great go-to guy you know if you just think that ah, I just want a, a couple of hours of instant action and no no feels gaming it, it's really great for that Streets of Rage again um, it's just, just a massive I, like, I know the second one's technically superior but I've always preferred the, the feel of the first one um yeah, uh, Streets of Rage. Kid Chameleon was, was a yeah. big... Um, I also preferred the first Streets of Rage. Oh, yes, Flashback. I know Flashback was technically like a port, but um, in the in the article about Flashback on uh, in a Retro Gamer magazine a few months back, 
and they talked to the guy that made it and he, even he said that he thought the Mega Drive version was the best one it was it was written and coded for the Mega Drive originally and then ported out to the other consoles um, and it just felt so right I mean it was oh, it's just a masterpiece it's got all that sort of Geiger-esque sort of alien style artwork and there's so many references to classic 80s sci-fi film and sci-fi fiction it's, it's just yeah it's a, a masterpiece I love it it is an absolutely fantastic game. I really enjoy playing through that one. Mm. I would definitely rank it as one of the best on the side as well. Cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, so my... P- yeah. Oh, uh, you done? Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, again, it's pretty tough, but I think definitely first and foremost, I'd say Revenge of Shinobi. I mean, that game just... Oh yeah, Sonic 1 was the game that really got my interest in Sega, but Revenge of Shinobi just completely blew me away, especially when I actually actually really started playing it, and uh, I started to pay attention to the music and you know, just the graphics, and just it really is just blew my mind. And it does have one of my favourite soundtracks of all time as well. That's you, Zekashida, doing the music on that. It's a legend. Absolutely, it's uh, really did blow it out of the park with that one. Yeah, I would also say the Streets of Rage games, uh, one and two especially. I mean, you know, but again, they both have brilliant soundtracks thanks to Yuzo Koshiro and uh, uh, just going to play. And again, Flashback was mentioned, that's another one. Uh, Jungle Strike was another favourite of mine as well. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes, I had Desert Strike, what a great game. I oh, hated yeah. the, the, the Strike series games, actually. I I I, I, I wanted. Well, wow, Casey, they hated you, mate. <laughs> yeah, more more likely, yeah. I wanted to like them, but they were so hard, and I just couldn't play them. Mm. Yeah, they can be very tricky. I, mean, I don't. I think there were like special passwords that could let you start each with nine lives. I don't think I could ever do it without those. But yeah, that's enjoyed. Yeah, and uh, actually, I think Alien Storm as well, which uh, oh, yeah, which is a game I actually wrote about for uh, Memories of Sega, and uh, I pretty much stand by what I said there. It's uh, not like the greatest game ever. It's you know very short, bit easy, but at the same time, it's just one of coming back to because it's just a lot of fun. You know, you can just breeze through it. Mm. In Twenty. Who did you years. play with? Which was your character of choice? Oh, I generally play for all of them. Although I think probably uh, Slam of the Robot was my favourite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think everyone loves the, the robot. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, any other games you'd like to mention before I have my go? <laughs> Road Rash. Road Rash. Yeah. The uh, you know the motorbike. Mm-hmm. Where oh, you yeah. just gotta do illegal street racing, punching, kicking, <laughs> stealing, stealing the baseball bat, and then clocking the policeman. Ah, oh, it's just you know a game like that today would come under so much flack. You know for being politically yeah, Ah, oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. yeah, I never really got into that, one, but I do sort of admire you know what it did. That's definitely one of those games which. Yeah, did try and break the mold a lot, and uh, he's definitely he's certainly fun. I know. Yeah, I, the, weren't they making a, a spiritual successor of the of the Road Rash games for current gen systems? I think they tried to get that Kickstarter or something. Not sure. Yeah, I do remember a Kickstarter. For it, but yeah, I think so. Don't I remember that being shocking one. N sixty four. That was uh, that was nothing less said about that one in the middle. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but I think they were doing one for the 
the PS3 and 360 or something. Probably they didn't get it enough funding or something. Not sure. But yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, it's actually kind of a shame. I, I never played World Rash, but I think it would be nice if... I think most classic games need to return in some form or another. For those young kids that only play oh, Call of Duty and Battlefield and stuff. To learn what is <laughs> what's a good game. Yeah. Uh, well, let me talk about mine. Let's see. You, you've mentioned a few, but uh, I think... For me, Sonic 2. Sonic 1, obviously, was the first game and the one that... Uh, started me on, on the Mega Drive and Sega games and stuff, but Sonic 2, although Sonic 3 and Knuckles is the superior uh, game, or two games, whatever way you like to see it, uh, but I still have really good memories with, uh, of Sonic 2. I remember playing the whole game um, during an, an afternoon with my friends and uh, getting all seven Chaos Emeralds, getting Super Sonic, yeah. But so Sonic 2 is definitely one one of those games that is up there in my top five. Um, also, World of Illusion. World of Illusion. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, one of my favorites. I never played. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I never played Castle of Illusion until a couple of years ago. But I had World of Illusion and played it with my friends, and it was awesome. One of my favorite games ever, and. Um, one of the best games to play co-op, I think. Still yes, today, the still today. that game was amazing. Uh, yeah, I played it actually a month ago or so with Clayman, uh, our good yes. friend, and we played it uh, using an emulator online, and it was it, it still holds up today. It's an awesome game. One of my favorites of all time as well. World of Illusion, um, especially uh, with with the friends. So co-op is amazing in that game. Another favorite, Restar. Or Restar, depending on yeah, yeah. how you want to pronounce it. I admit, that's one I've never actually played properly on the Mega Drive. I've only ever played it on the compilation packages, but never actually played it on the actual Mega Drive myself. It was one of the last games I had, I bought for my, my Mega Drive, actually. I think the last one was Toy Story. Anyone played Toy Story? Oh, yeah, that's a pretty good game as well. Yeah, pretty good as well. Uh, but uh, Restar, Restar actually one of my favorite pat platformers still today. Awesome soundtrack as well. And um, another Disney game, Aladdin. Awesome game yeah. as well. Awesome soundtrack too. Um, Earthworm Jim one and two, but I never, never had, never owned Earthworm Jim two. Only the first one, so I played it, but never owned it. Uh, what else? What else? I wanted to mention one. Oh yeah, Super Hang On, which is actually a funny story because I don't, um, I didn't like Super Hang On when I got my Mega Drive, and it came with the Mega Drive, part of the Mega Games collection with mm -hmm. columns and Super and uh, World Cup Italia '90. But I never uh, really got into Super Hang On until like uh, four or five years later. When I had nothing else to play, and I decided to pick up the Mega Games Collection and try uh, Super Hang On, and I picked it up and I loved it, and I played it from start to finish for around a month or some or something, and uh, I really, really love it to this day. But it's funny how I didn't like it at first, but yeah, it kind of grew on me later on when I got a little older. Yes. 
So there's that, and people are sharing some some favorites. Let's see, let's open up Twitter. Not sure if you want to mention any other games. Steve and Winnie was you. While I check Twitter. Well, there's, there's probably plenty I could mention. I mean, really, I think one of the great things about the Mega Drive was just the sheer quality of the arcade ports. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the arcades were the place for Sega in the 80s and the late 80s especially and then once you hit uh, the console once they, once the games hit the consoles in a big way you know everything Afterburner all the sideways scrolling ball as I mentioned before you know Hang On Super Hang On those kind of games uh, even the Outrun port I thought was, was respectable and not brilliant but respectable and um, yeah just, just starting just being able to fire it up at seven o'clock in the evening as opposed to having to go down the arcade and like waste your pocket money and having go after go you could actually sit at home and get good and in a way it's, it's one of the sad things that put a death nail in the arcade scene but at the same time yeah, yeah. As, as a kid you know not having to pester your parents to take you to the arcade and to give you money it's just it was just brilliant being able to play those games at home really I think that's that's one of the greatest things about the Mega Drive was that it brought the arcade experience into the home like no console had done before it yep yeah. I agree yeah I mean of course, you wouldn't actually beat it all maybe in 32X when they had those ports of um, the Space Harrier and Afterburner, which we'd really start to see genuinely arcade perfect stuff. But yeah. it was just, again, you're absolutely right. It, it was just like playing an arcade in your um, home. and you, you had to own a 32X to know the difference, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not yeah. many people did, though. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was very different. Yeah, Clayman uh, sent us a few tweets. He says, Second your thoughts on World of Illusion, KC. My favorite besides Echo uh, is Sonic 3 and Knuckles and Toe Jam and Earl 2. I got my Mega Drive 1 with one game, Sonic 2 in the early 90s, when I sold my Master System 2 with all 15 games. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I actually forgot about Echo the Dolphin, a game that I didn't like at first and then I loved it. When I uh, bought, never got it. Yeah, I, I couldn't get into it. I think I, I told this story a few times, but I uh, bought Echo One. Uh, didn't uh, enjoy it because it was too hard, so I traded it for another game, which I will mention during another section of this show. Uh, and then, um, and then I lost my train of thought. Choo choo. <laughs> Uh, oh, and then a few years later, I uh, bought it back, bought a, a new copy of Echo and Echo 2, and played them, completed them, loved them, so, to this day, yes. Uh, Dolphin, uh, on Twitter, also said, Uncle apparently gave it to my family. Echo the Tides of Time is my all-time favorite game. Way to go, Uncle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the IRC chatroom, Mr. Jazzy Sabotage joined us. Hello. Uh, and he says there are too many Mega Drive favorites to name. But uh, uh, he says I'd always have to split it up into categories, depending on the type of game. Even then, still tough. <laughs> okay. Just mention one or two. 
one of, one or two of your of your favorites. Yes. Okay. Anyway, uh, should we play some more music, or should we Why keep not? talking? Not sure. What do the people want? I don't. Really don't know, but yeah. Let's play another. Let's play some more music. Yeah, let's play some through. more music. Uh, <laughs> what should we play? People, let us know. Um, no, I I'd like to play. Need to play Jewel Master from Jewel Master. <laughs> Funnily enough, uh, please. Hmm. Really great track. I don't have Jewel Master here. Sorry, oh, this is not my uh, radio Sega PC. Uh, so I, I just have my hard drive that is not up to date with all the, the playlists, sorry. Do you have a Spring Yard Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog 1? Sonic the Hedgehog, I don't think I know that game, so I don't have it here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can play that, I can play that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, Spring Yard Zone it is, let's queue it up. Uh, All right, well, I'm going to cave and pick my Revenge of Shinobi track. Um, hey. I'd like to have over. <laughs> I'd like to have over the bay, please. Let's see, Dude. Revenge of Shinobi. This is live radio for you, people. We're <laughs> picking the tracks as we go and choosing what to say as we go as well. Okay, so there's in there f- for you as well. So let's take a quick break and play these two tracks. They're but together they're about four minutes long, so it won't be long. Keep it here, this is the Sega Lounge, and when we get back we'll have more Mega Drive talk about something. Maybe we'll talk about uh, the games the weirdest games we ever played on the Mega Drive. Hmm? Sounds good? I think it does. So we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> It's Benley Jones and you are listening to The Sega Lounge with Donnie and KC.
And we're back. This is the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. And joining me tonight, instead of Donnie, because he had to go somewhere, do something related to some stuff that I don't know. Uh, but instead of Donnie, we have a winner with you and Steve from the Opus Science Collective. Hello again, guys. Thank you for joining us. Hello. Yes, and we're uh, talking about our favorite Mega Drive memories. Uh, we actually discussed our first games, our uh, when we get when we got our Mega Drive consoles and best games as well, favorite games. Now it's time to talk about the worst games and the weirdest. So maybe we'll start with the worst, perhaps. Uh, maybe when with you can go first this time. And that is actually kind of a tough one for me because I don't really think I've played many games which I've cons I've played games that I don't like, but there's never played any games that I think it was just outright terrible. Probably Last Battle. Uh, that was like a scrolling beat 'em up, very limited, bit dull. Uh, I think it was actually based on the uh, Fist of a North Star anime in Japan, and it does look a little bit better, but. In terms of actual gameplay, yeah, not really all that great. So, mm -hmm. so. Never heard of that. Last Battles. Mm. Mr. Jesse mm. Sabotage remembers it, though. Mm. In the IRC chat. So, I don't think it was like a terrible, terrible game, but... Yeah, yeah it just wasn't that very good. No. Really cool. Okay. Uh, Steve? Yeah, I don't know really. It's it's, it's hard to <laughs> pinpoint because you had like, I you know you'd buy recommendation, um, yeah, and your mates would have Mega Drives, would have certain games, and you, you all kind of ended up with the same pool of games to a large extent, and you all bought the known great games, you know, because of how much video games used to cost. It, it took a lot of guts to go and punt like 40 pounds or whatever it was back then to, on, on a game that you didn't know if it had a good reputation or not um, but uh, I, I just jumped on Google um, while that last track was up to look up what some people thought their worst games were and I'm seeing titles and most of it I've never heard of and again it will come back to the fact that certainly between me and my mates if there, if there wasn't a game if there was a game that was not worth having we bother entertaining it or buying it or anything um, one's called someone's saying Sword of Sodan oh yes I've played that one that's not very Sword good of, <laughs> of Soda Sword of Sodan okay uh, another game called Cyborg oh, I think I've heard of that no, no just, just just Cyborg Hmm. Uh, sorry, Cyborg yeah. Justice. Yeah, Cyborg oh, Justice. Justice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, the, the title alone, you know, <laughs> Cyborg Justice. It, it, yeah, it's, it says something, doesn't it? Um, what well, one guy's saying, Shaq Fu. But I mean, come on, <laughs> what's what's not like? What's not to like about a game called Shaq Fu? <laughs> I don't get that one. Um, but but yeah, I tell you what. I've got the um, on, on the PS3 I've got that 40 game mega collection thing yeah. and uh, one of them that I was really quite bothered by was the um... oh no it's not on that I must have been playing it on an emulator what's that oh no it is on this one 
Sonic 3D Flicky's Island. <laughs> I was like, come on, I was WTF to that? What? Like trying to make Sonic like some slow RPG thing. Like, come on, that's a bad It's idea. not a bad game. It's just different from what you'd expect from a, a yeah, Sonic game. beat Sonic game. Mind you, yeah. that was bad. You clearly haven't played Sonic Labyrinth on the Game Gear, which is, just, <laughs> which is quite similar, except you're not rescuing birds and it's even slower. Can you imagine sitting in a boardroom going, right, what should we do for our next Sonic game? Yeah, let's make something really slow and mundane. You know, it's just, oh, come on, guys, sort us out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Mr. Jazzy Sabotage, Sonic 3D, an RPG game? Low what? Yeah, it's not an RPG game, but it's... I, I'm it's so sorry, so I played it for 10 minutes and went, you know, oh, it's what not, is it's this? It's not an RPG <laughs> game, it's like a, a 3D-ish platformer with an isometric view. Yeah. And uh, it's it's okay. Um, I, I actually enjoyed it. I played it, not on the... Um, I played it on the PC, actually, the first time. Never owned it on the Mega Drive, but um, I enjoyed it. It's not really that great of a Sonic game but it's enjoyable and the music is interesting uh, hmm. the 16 bit version yeah um, I actually I was uh, thinking about one game that I totally forgot because I'm looking at Twitter but uh, yeah <laughs> let's see I actually was looking at uh, Google as well to find if people were mentioning any of my own uh, Worst games on the oh Jurassic Park. Who had Jurassic Park? Who played it? Yes, I've got that one actually. Was it good? I think uh, this game divides opinions because some people say it was really good. I hated it. Yeah, I didn't think it was all that to be honest. I mean, it, I think it had its moments, but. Yeah, I think the best part about it is the fact you could actually play as a raptor. That was pretty original, a pretty original idea yeah. for a Jurassic Park game. But otherwise, yeah, it is a bit can be a bit dodgy with a platforming. Yeah, uh, another game that I uh, didn't like, never actually completed it, never owned it, played it at a at a friend's house. Uh, Tasmania, Tasmania or Taz? Not sure how it was called. Taz, the Tasmanian Devil. Let's call it that. I'm not sure if it does that. But the, I think there were a few uh, test games on the, the Mega Drive, but the, the first one, the original one, I didn't like it at all. Never got past the first level for some reason. I think it was in the desert or something. And, uh, yeah. Do you like to see how you'd have taken to a minecart level then? Well, I'd never get off that level. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, apart from that, I think. Uh, all my memories of Mega Drive games are are great. There was um, one that I'm thinking of, but I think it belongs in the weirdest games section. So, yeah. Um, Clement on Twitter is saying Sonic 3 3D Blast uh, has not enough friction, and the, the automated loop the loops are just meh. Yeah. Okay. We had more people uh, sharing their memories. Uh, Dungeon Buster said I grabbed the one in the early 90s with Alter Beasts as the pack-in. Nice. It was an arcade game in my house. Okay. Um, Buta said 
uh, I can't remember when my family got our Mega Drive 2. Was after Game Gear, I remember that. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, JC Roldan. Uh, or is it Roldan? Yeah, probably, because he's probably Spanish. Uh, got my Sega Genesis in 1992. Besides Sonic 3 and Knuckles and Streets of Rage 2, I loved most Renovation Wolf Team games. Hmm, Renovation. When you've got, have you guys know any games by a renovation? Yes, I have quite a few of them actually. Hmm. The ones by Wolf Team. They actually Renovation actually did release a few other games as well. And uh, the majority of just have... Wolf Team rings a bell, but Renovation. Yeah, they published a lot of games in the US. Oh. And not just the Wolf Team stuff, but a few others as well. Okay. And the uh, games just had dreadful, dreadful box art. <laughs> I mean, we're talking like Strider. Levels are bad here. Oh. So, uh... Interesting. So, yeah. Okay. They did release some great games, though. Mm. Nice. Uh, yeah, let's see the IRC chat room. Is anyone sharing their memories? Nope. So I think we can move on to the weirdest games. And I'll, I'll start this one. I have a few. So, uh, the first one that comes to mind is um, what's it called Green Dog the Bleached Surfer Dude has anyone uh, heard yes. of this yes because uh, I, this is this was the game that I traded Echo for so I um, got Green Dog and if you if you look it up we have the soundtrack for it in, in Radio, on Radio Sega, but um, you play as a, a guy, a surfer dude, as the name implies, that gets a curse or something. He grabs a medallion, he puts it around his neck, and the medallion is cursed, and uh, every animal and creature attacks him. And so, it's not a bad game, it's a, a, a challenging uh, in some parts, but... Um, it's actually pretty weird. The premise of it all is actually pr pretty weird. But it's an interesting game. That's the first one that comes to mind. Mm. Yeah, what about you guys? Pretty nice graphics, actually. Find them brightly. Yeah, it's a bit hard because you don't move that fast or you're not that acrobatic. Your jumps are really slow and there are some animals, some birds and dogs and stuff that grab hold of you and you can't move and it's it's a bit frustrating at times. Okay, so any other weird games? Well, I think, personally for me, Earthworm Jim pretty much tops most of them. <laughs> and, I, and honestly, the later levels in particular, you know, the first game would just really make you think, whoa, okay, this is just seriously odd. Uh, of course, really enjoyable, and of course, Surfworm Gym 2 just really turned that up to yeah. 11. Mine's uh, Toe Jammer now. I uh, thought that was proper bonkers. Yes, you can't. In, in a good way, but you know, it's a bit yeah. strange. Yeah, you can't not mention that game, more of a sequel. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Which one is better, though? Toe Jammer now or the second one? I guess it really all depends on who you ask. I mean, I kind of prefer the first one, although the second one does have some really good speech in it. I mean, speech samples and that are really funny. 
But yeah, I think probably the first one is the pl- better playing game. But again, they are very different from one another. So I think it is just a matter of preference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Jazzy Sabotage said Super Skid Marks. Uh, I never played this one, but I think you ride a cow, right? Or something? Yeah, that one was, or at least it was Codemasters who ported that over to the Mega Drive, because that was originally an Amiga game, if I remember rightly. But yeah, that was kind of an isometric racer, kind of like, a bit like Micro Machines, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting, yeah. I'm thinking about another game that I can't remember the, the title. But uh, it's, a, it's a fighting game, and you play as... Play uh, Fighters. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. How did you know yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, but yeah I, I was actually thinking a similar thing. Uh, I've always, you know, I was <laughs> such a sort of Street Fighter 2 snob. Um, when it comes to fighting games, it's, it's, it's got to be Street Fighter and nothing else. But I remember my mate bought Clay Fighters and we spent the evening playing it, and it's just, what is this? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same here. My, my friend had it and we played it. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was pretty interesting to say the least. Yeah. Uh, so play fighting. I just remember like one of the characters was a snowman and yeah, you know, yeah. Just... Was there one that there was a piece of taffy or something? Mm. Yeah. 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 I think there was one that looked like Elvis or something. <laughs> Am I just mm. mixing games up? I don't know. I don't know. No, no, no. There was often someone who looked a bit like Elvis. I mean, there was that character in um, Micro Machines, wasn't there? One of them. Oh, Spider? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the guy. I remember, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's like the best character in the game. <laughs> yeah. of, um... The king, yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, I forgot to mention, as one of my favorites as well, um, Sparkster. Ah, uh, yeah. Never owned the, the first one, Rocket Knight Adventures, but the second one, Sparkster, one of my favorites. Oh, Rocket Knight Adventures, what a game that was. <laughs> oh, man, I love that game to bits. Yeah. This as well, actually. <laughs> yeah, Sparkster's good as well, though I do kind of prefer the first one. Well, the Super Nintendo version is actually very different to the uh, Mega Drive one and mm-hmm. actually played more like the original Rocky Knight Adventures and, Spark- and the Mega Drive version of Sparks it did. But, yeah, it's still a very good game. I, uh, I like that one a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just checking Twitter. We had some comments, but not... But uh, Buta is talking about the Mega Drive, uh, the Master System, though, with Clayman, for some reason. This is a Mega Drive show, people. <laughs> it's okay, though. Yeah. But if you had the uh, Master Converter, or whatever it was called. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which, which, which I had, which was great. Because, I mean, it was sad because it meant the Master System just sank out of dust. But it just meant you had one machine, and you had your whole backlog of Master System games, and all your Mega Drive games, and you could play whatever you wanted. Um, which, given the, the incredibly square nature of the Master System controller, was a bit of a relief actually if you wanted a, a, an extended gaming session it was nicer to do it on a Mega Drive pad than a Master System pad 
Actually, I do agree with you on that one. I actually only just played my Master System yesterday because I got a ton of games for it at the London Comic Con last weekend and I had to... Uh, and so I wanted to try some of them out, or at least the ones I... But which I've never played before so yeah I can definitely agree that the Mega Drive controller is a bit more comfortable but it, it was only a few years back I discovered you could just plug Mega Drive controller into a master system and it works oh yeah I've actually known that for a very long time yeah I, if I'd have known that as a kid you know <laughs> yeah, <he's laughs> could, could have saved could have saved the hassle on the, uh, the, the master converter <laughs> but hey ho <laughs> yeah by the way if we're talking about that uh, what of the add-ons which of the add-ons did you own at the time including the, you... the peripherals and stuff yeah the mega cd the master converter what did you own at the time I... ah yeah no sorry after you uh, i never I can, had I can any go of first them. because I, I, my 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 tail is a quick one i didn't have any so okay <laughs> cool yeah so win with you Yeah, I never had any of them back in the day. Uh, all I had really had was just the console and uh, standard controller. That was about it. No, I actually do have a Mega CD. I've been building up a collection. And um, yeah, I, I am really starting to appreciate that <laughs> it was actually a very good add-on, despite what people say about it. I had a lot of really great games I enjoyed on that. So mm -hmm. Yeah, I had, um, we had the fight stick. Or you bought with that's what they called it. The, the thing that was like an arcade stick with the ABC buttons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> you got on it in that way. Um, which is great, again, for the arcade ports. You know, you, you'd be playing uh, Alter Beast in your house on a joystick with three and three buttons as opposed to having like the control pad. Yeah, it felt good. My cousin was. Um, the one I mentioned who lived in Brighton he was he was quite spoiled and he, he used to get bored whatever he asked for and he had everything he had the, the most pimped Mega Drive that I ever came across <laughs> he had a, a number of the uh, different controller variations even like after unofficial ones um, he had the the Mega CD and the 32X um, and then I, I don't remember how and why I think maybe he like traded it all in and got SNES and then later traded it in the SNES um, and then, even on his SNES he had like fancy controllers he had the Super Scope he had uh, he had a US cartridge adapter and he had a load of American only games and then, and then but he traded all that in and then got a Mega Drive 2 with the, the Mega CD and the, uh, and the 32X to work with his Mega Drive 2. And, you know, but yeah, I mean, so I, I did used to, like, at half tails, I'd go and stay with family down in Brighton, and I just spent the whole week playing, like, 32X and Mega CD games and just thinking, wow, this, this, this is amazing. You know, he truly burnt Sega into the psyche of, of this impressionable young game. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Good times. I actually tried the um, the fighting stick. Was it the one you mm -hmm. mentioned? Yeah, my friend had one, and I tried it. I didn't have any fighting games at the time, so I played. I think I think I played Sonic Spinball with that. Uh, not a very good experience, I have to say. But oh, I did have the six, you did get the six button controllers. Oh, as yeah. well yeah. with the uh, the XYZ well no we had, we had one right because my my brother bought Street Fighter 2 uh, special edition 
when it came out on the Mega Drive. Because that was the thing, wasn't it? All your SNES mates, they were like, whenever it was coming down to the Sega versus Nintendo arguments, your, your, your SNES, the SNES camp would always turn around and go, yeah, Street Fighter 2, and you'd be like, ah, you had no comeback for that. Um, and then we got we got a special edition on the Mega Drive, which was a ridiculous amount of money. And then, added to that, you needed to also buy the six button controller. And we, we only had enough money to get the one. And so for the three button controller, you had to press, you had to press the start button to switch your three buttons over from punches to kicks, <laughs> which throws a whole new element into it. So, you know, my brother would be on the player one side with his six button controller, like throwing hodokens and hurricane kicks and stuff at me simultaneously, you know, absolutely hammering me. I'd be there four years younger, totally clueless with this big chunky Mega Drive controller trying to press star every time I wanted to change between a punch and a kick. And uh, yeah, that, needless to say, I, I had my, my, my ass handed to me on a plate time after time. But uh, yeah, the six button controller is, is where it's at for the Mega Drive, even though the majority of the games don't need it. It's kind of smaller, it's, it's, it's nicer feeling. Um, even though most of the time you're not using the XYZ buttons, it's, it is a nicer controller in retrospect. You know, you look back and the Mega Drive controller was, was a, a big chunk of plastic. Um, a bit like the old Xbox 2 controllers, they're just like big, chunky, horrible things. They're not so streamlined and nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mind you, I think it did actually um, cause some games to act a bit weirdly. Because I can remember with Golden Axe 2, the six button controller actually. It sort of it mixed the, the uh, D-pad didn't work. You actually had to use the X, Y, and Z buttons in order nice. to actually move. So yeah, uh, that's a nice, interesting dynamic to the gameplay, doesn't it? <laughs> so uh, that it did kind of cause something games to act a bit weirdly. Uh, I'll withdraw my statement about it being a superior controller. <laughs> Just get both and chop and change. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we uh, posted a question on on Twitter. Actually. Uh, part question uh, best RPG platformer and sports game on the Mega Drive we haven't yet discussed RPGs or sports games and I'm curious about people's uh, favorite platformer on the Mega Drive so maybe we'll talk about that when we get back uh, let's play some music shall we any other okay. uh, musical requests you guys have um yeah, I think I'll just go with something simple. Uh, Sky Sanctuary from Sonic and Knuckles, please. Please try something else. Maybe I'll, I don't have it and I can humiliate <laughs> myself some more. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we, we, we can't have a, a show about the Mega Drive without playing something from either Streets of Rage 1 or 2, really. So, yes. Nice. Uh, anything from those two. Okay, so let's start with some Streets of Rage. One or two? Which one? Pick one. My personal favourite street, well, one of my favourite tunes of all time is uh, Moon Beach. Okay. Oh, good choice. Which is uh, the third That's level. Awesome. Yes, okay, so Moon Beach it is. And uh, let's queue this up. And then we'll have uh, Sky Sanctuary from Sonic and Knuckles. Where is Sonic and Knuckles? What is Sonic and Knuckles? There you go. This is hard, people. Doing a show <laughs> like this, this is hard. Uh, yes, and there we go. Sonic and Knuckles, Sky, Sky Sanctuary Zone. And when we get back, we'll uh, talk about the, the best RPGs, platformers, and sports games. 
And I won't be talking about RPGs because I didn't play RPGs at the time, so I'll leave it to you guys to discuss that. But well, I never played RPGs either, still don't, so... Okay, so... Well, we <laughs> I might, might, I might just leave this with you on that one. Yeah. Yes, I've played quite a lot. A nice totally conversation so. with himself when we get back. <laughs> <laughs> but people, you can also uh, pitch in some of your thoughts at Radio Sega. Use the hashtag the Sega lo- Lounge, Sega Lounge, the Sega Lounge, and we'll read your tweets. Uh, oh, some people are replying. Nice. Let's see. Okay, let's have some Streets of Rage Moon Beach Round Three playing right now. We'll be right back.
listening to the Sega Lounge with SSF 1991 Danny. and KC only on Radio Sega. This is the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega, and we're back discussing the Mega Drive. Uh, in the RC chat room, we've been joined by Rojack Venato. Hello. Uh, who said um, Lion King and Sonic 2? That's all I really remember from my Mega Drive days. And that's not, those are not bad memories at all. Lion King, I remember playing Lion King, uh, but I never finished it because I didn't know how to. Uh, send Scar flying uh, out of the, the cliff or something. Yeah, I just kept uh, trying to hit him and I knew he had to fall, but I didn't know how to throw it out of the, off the, off the cliff. To this day, never finished that. Need to look it up and finish the game. But yes. Well, all the typing, yes. Uh, I asked. Sorry, that's probably me. It's okay. I'm, I'm kidding. Um, I asked people on Twitter best RPG platformer and sports game on the Mega Drive. So I think we'll uh, start by mentioning uh, what people said. Uh, Buddha said best platformer is something like Restart or Dynamite Heady. Uh, Dynamite Heady. Uh, I know people like it, but I just. Not sure. Uh, or one of the Sonics. In my opinion, okay. Uh, Jimmy Nelson uh, said uh, Mega Drive RPG is Fantasy Star 4, platformer is Sonic 3, and sports game is the NHL 94. Never played an NHL game? Yes, NHL 94, sorry, can't be excited there. <laughs> 
such a great game. Hours and hours of fun. You, you, you could have like punch-ups on it and stuff. That was always the best bit, you know. Just, just oh yes, wicked, there's a punch-up, the clubs were off and you just had to button mash like crazy. <laughs> Um, I can't remember what the sort of what the design of the mechanic was exactly, but you did get some form of advantage if you if you won the punch up. It was um, yeah yeah stunning game, really good. Cool. Um, Clement said RPG Story of Four is the only RPG I played on Mega Drive, also known as Beyond Oasis in the US. Um, it's really good too, okay? Platformer, Sonic 3 and Knuckles. And he doesn't play sports games. Yes. Um then said sports. I think I only ever played World Cup Italia 90. <laughs> so that one? Yeah, probably. Um, Dungeon Buster said lots of love for Fantasy Stars 2 to 4. Shining in the Darkness, Shining Force and Arcus Odyssey. Ooh, Arcus Odyssey. Never played that. Yes. Yeah, I've actually got that one myself. It's a pretty good game, that one. Interesting. And a strategy classic, Herzog's Way. Okay, so, yeah. anyone want to share their uh, RPG favourites? A winner is you. Anyone? <laughs> yes, so I do seem to be the only one who's actually <laughs> played an RPG. Um, uh, I'll have to say... Actually, that's a good question, because... Uh, Oh, a lot of good ones. I'd probably actually say Shining, the Shining Force games. Come uh, I mentioned that I actually played the uh, first one just this morning. Uh, generally, I don't like strategy RPGs. I'm, you know, I'm just not a tactically minded person, so I'm not a big fan of them. But I mean, Shining Force just has that certain thing that just makes it really addicting and you know, actually really fun, and you just want to keep playing it. You know, it just—it's very engrossing, and yeah, and, you know, I just really, uh, really love that game a lot. Yeah, speaking from a, a, an absolute sort of RPG novice, I, I, I just don't get them, don't get into them, pay no attention to the genre whatsoever. Shining Force is a name I still hear a lot, so it, it's got to be a good game. Just, just the fact that someone who has no interest and knows nothing about RPGs knows of Shining Force and knows it has this fantastic reputation for being a stunning RPG and one of, one of the best. It's often held as one of the best Mega Drive games, full stop, I think, in a lot of circles. That's true. Yes, it is a real classic. Apparently, the soundtrack's amazing. It's, it's one it's one again because I've never played it I've not looked into it but it, you know when reading up doing the magical soundtrack project um, you know that was a name that kept coming up a lot mm-hmm. yeah I actually need to try my hand at the Shining Force games I forgot I tried a few um, Mega Drive RPGs not in the day but when I owned the Mega Drive but oh all the beeps um, sorry, sorry, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Um, but I was saying something. Oh, uh, I tried. Um, what was it? What's it called? Soleil. Uh, oh, that's known as Crusader yeah. of Senti, uh, which I really loved. Actually, I played it for the Game of the Month feature on Radio Sega a few years back, and I loved it. I also tried Fantasy Star. Three and four, I think, and I enjoyed it. Never completed it uh, or them, 
in any of them, but uh, I enjoy them. I need to try them again. Though. Yeah, I'll admit, I've played... I, I have actually played all of them, but I never really got into the um, other ones, got into them that much. I really should get into Thor especially, because that does look like a really great show. Okay, great game, rather. Yeah. I also, I, I think I also played a Story of Thor, because it went, it came with, with a Sonic uh, Genesis collection or something. Oh, yeah. One of those compilations. And I played yeah. it. I I actually liked that. Never completed it either. But uh, yeah, I completed Soledo. And now that I'm more into RPGs, especially action RPGs, maybe I'll give those games a try. Again, yes. Using the magic of emulation, <laughs> which we don't condone in any way. <laughs> right. no, not <laughs> no, no, not at all. Yes. Um, so sports games. Who wants? Yeah, sports I'm games? not a big sports fan, so uh, I'm just going to say Pete Sampras tennis. Only sports game I've actually really played a lot, and <laughs> that's about it. You're kidding! I was going to mention that. <laughs> yeah, that's my my favorite sports game in the, for the Mega Drive, actually. So yeah, because I'm, I love I'm tennis, so. Yeah. yeah, also I had a yeah. full player mode. It was actually, I believe, first cartridge to actually have the J-Cart thing where you had the controller ports in the cartridge, so you didn't need an adapter. Just mm -hmm. had, as long as you had the pads, you could just plug them in and plug in the cart and uh, away you go. Yeah. I remember I played it a lot with my dad. That and uh, ATP Tour Championship, I think that's what it's called. Uh, yeah, I love tennis games. Still love them. Especially virtual tennis, but yeah. I also enjoyed a World Capital Italian 90, which came with my Mega Drive on the Sonic game, uh, the Mega Games collection, and uh, I bought the World Cup USA 94 game as well. It was um, really a lot better than the 1990 edition, but uh, <laughs> I still I think the 90 edition has a special sp space in my heart for it because uh, the, the all the sounds and the man went goal when you I actually have I think I have that sound effect somewhere maybe I'll try and play it but <laughs> uh, just because of that uh, one of my favorite games of all time just, yeah I have it where is it there you go don't be scared Yeah. There we go. <laughs> oh! Looks like the man is dying, or maybe they're killing, they're killing a goat or something. Uh, not sure. It's a sports game. Yeah. What about you, Steve? Um, well, I, I've already sort of done my. I was saving up uh, NHL 94, but it got oh, mentioned yeah. and I got excited and already went, ah, NHL 94. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, NHL 94. Uh, we we had, yeah, we must have had the uh, the, the Mega Games collection that, that you have because we had Italian 90 and columns and all that. Um, never never really got along with football games in a big way. My, my brother's a, a massive, massive football buff. Um, so, like, football games are, are, even now, I mean, he tends to still only ever play football games. It's all he, the only video gaming he does now. Um, but, yeah, so we had a... We had Italian 90, I used to play it occasionally with him and, 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 and get beaten horribly. Um, 
because I wasn't very interested in didn't really understand how to play um, but yeah NHL 94 just once again it's just great and it was like there, there was basically like a little trick I can't remember how to do it exactly but you'd take the puck sort of two thirds into your own half get to a certain point on either side and then you can shoot and pretty much get it in every time so once you got that through you could just route through the leagues as well and just just smash it and it was <laughs> such a fun game and to play two player you know against your mate and then like I say every few minutes just randomly you just break out into a, a gloves off fisticuffs and you're just like having a fight it's so much fun it's a really good sort of two player game just you and your mate just constantly slugging at each other and just having loads of bands while you do it it's a lot of fun and very well made game yeah I actually uh, and of course it was an EA game so it had that quirky cartridge with the yellow bit of plastic on which <laughs> totally, totally pointless sort of different designs to the rest of the cartridges but it just always felt special didn't it whenever you got an EA game you're like ooh it's got a little, little bit of yellow plastic on the cartridge I like yeah. that yeah. <laughs> it had no season pass though so Still a good EA game. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I actually never uh, played any American football games. I never. I actually uh, thought about getting one, maybe one on the, the PlayStation 3 or Xbox 360, but never got around to buy one. Not sure why. I, I'm not that knowledgeable about the sport, so. Yeah. No, I think I think it was done as a massive sort of sales exercise to help shift consoles in the states, and it worked. You know, it, I think having all the John Madden football games over in the states um, made the Mega Drive a massively popular console, or the Genesis as it was there. Uh, it made it really popular over there, and it was along with Sonic having the John Madden franchise is what helped it commercially eat into sort of gaining that fifty fifty one percent stake in the US console market which is what Sega were after so it was a master stroke of, of business um, but yeah I think anyone in Europe it, it's a little bit lost on really yeah and I just realized my mistake because you you were mentioning NHL 94 not NFL 94 never owned a hockey game either yeah one of those things I uh, thought about buying but never got an NHL game either so maybe one day maybe one day I, uh, I'm surprised no one mentioned FIFA uh, actually uh, I never owned a FIFA game on the um, on the Mega Drive but I thought people would mention that uh, Mr. Jazzy Sabotage mentioned uh, Mutant League Football Uh, which is a fun game because you could kill your uh, opponents. <laughs> I think it's one I would mind trying out myself. Actually, never played it myself, but yeah, I, I tried it uh, last year or something because of the Kickstarter that uh, the creator of the the series uh, did. There was Mutant League Hockey, I think, as well. Yes, that was the other one. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, I'm, let's try looking at Twitter. I when you were you guys were talking, I was actually downloading the two tracks that Winners you requested. So we already have Jewel Master and uh, the track from Shining Force. Hey. So we'll play them uh, next. But yes, uh, let's see if. Twitter people have said anything new. I asked uh, for RPGs, sports games, and platformers, right? So, what about platformers, guys? Favorite platformer? 
well, it's got to be Sonic, hasn't it? Really, you can't you can't go Mega Drive and platformer without bringing up Sonic. Um, and then whether it's one, two, three slash knuckles, I think it very much comes down to a combination of, of the feel of the game you know which one you're going to prefer and also sentimentality you know for me it was one of the first ever Mega Drive games I had um, and just, just really got into it um, three I never actually owned uh, a mate had it and then obviously I played it in later years um, I, it's, 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 it's a masterstroke I just really technically is the pinnacle of, of the Sonic sort of sideways scrolling franchise and I just I long for Sega to just bring back a Sonic game that is like that just carries on exactly from where three three with Knuckles was going because Knuckles is his great character the, the different the different shields you got you know the fire one the water one and the magnetic one that drew the rings to you um it was why they, why they can't just 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 run with that idea and just carry on from there why they have to bring in all this silly jump and then jump press jump again when you get the honing attack thing come up like what you're trying to bring the 3d elements back into the 2d it just kills the inertia for me so yeah <laughs> i think sonic one two and three and they're for me they're they're the pinnacle of almost the pinnacle of platform gaming full stop really um and, and why Sega can't just sort their act out and just make why they had to make Sonic 4 slung and clunky why they couldn't have made it like more like Sonic 3 I don't know but hey what do I know I'm just a massive gaming fan who loves Sega and Sega games <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you suck we all suck <laughs> that's why we yeah. have opinions <laughs> yes uh, okay when was you Uh, well, obviously, aside from Revenge of Shinobi and the Sonic games, uh, which are, of course, my favourites, uh, I would have to say, and sorry, Casey, Dynamite Heady, sorry, <laughs> but I would also say um, uh, games like E-SWAT were games, was one I really enjoyed, yeah, yeah. I still That's do good. really enjoy. Uh, there's another one I was thinking of, yeah, Rocket Knight Adventures, which we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I'm trying to think of... I suppose Wonder Boy and Monster World kind of counts as platforming, though it is kind of like an action RPG as well. A bit of a hack and slash as well, so... Uh... But with Wonder Boy, you always come back... Well, for me, I, no matter which Wonder Boy I play, I always come back to the Dragon's Trap on the Master System. Yes, that is a... It's just, uh, it's just, it's heaven in a video game, isn't it? Really? That is a fantastic game, Wonder Boy. Stunning. Yeah. Love that game to bits. Awesome. <laughs> yes, I, I have quite a lot of um, favourites when it comes to platformers. Uh, my favourite genre on the yeah, console. So. Years, And I blame Sonic for that, but yeah. Mm. <laughs> I have to say, my, my favourite probably is Sonic 2, as I mentioned. But the best one, I think, is Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Um, yes, I think that was probably the most complete yeah. when it comes yeah. to the Sonic series. I, I, I say Sonic 2 was my favorite because of the memories and stuff, but, um, mm. but I think Sonic 3 and Knuckles is the better game. The, better, the best platformer on the, on the Mega Drive. If you put them together, um, I actually remember um, getting all four Sonic uh, games when I, where I was, the day. I actually remember the details for uh, each of them. 
it's quite nerdy and weird but yes uh, or maybe it's cute not sure JC uh, <laughs> Roldan is saying uh, RPG Fantasy Star 4 uh, Sonic 3 and Knuckles platformer and FIFA International Soccer there you go uh, someone mentioned FIFA as their favorite sports game uh, in the platforming department I think I'll have to include Restar and have you guys played uh, Pulseman? of course not the, the I played it on Virtual Console, but yeah, not on. No, I've not played it. Yeah, I really enjoy Pulseman as well. Um, it's a bit harder than your usual platformer, I think, but I enjoyed that. Uh, um, oh, can I just give a, a, a shout out to Kid Chameleon as well? Yeah, yeah. I absolutely love that game. Yeah, really hard mm-hmm. once you get into the last few levels. But wow. That's a stunning platform and a massively overlooked game because it was just a one-off. It never spawned a sequel. There's no franchise link to it. It was just a, a one-off, stunning game. All it really got was a was a stripping con- Sonic comic. So uh, mm. yeah, mm. but I agree that it's a really good game. Yeah, yeah. The, the whole thing of having the different helmets to give you different powers and then, and, then, uh, and the soundtrack by Mark Miller is just stunning it's, it's, it's absolutely brilliant it's sort of moody and funky it's just everything a Mega Drive soundtrack should be you know yep yeah and I uh, when as you mentioned um, Dynamite Headley I can understand uh, I actually can understand why people love Dynamite Headley I just don't <laughs> I, I can see why people love it but I just never got into it for some reason uh, but yeah, well. it's, it's it looks good. I can't say it plays good though. That's just yeah, that's my, right. my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Um, and what else? What else? We can uh, racers. Best racers. Ooh, uh, micro machines. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So yeah. I remember I used to bring my Mega Drive. I did actually bring my Mega Drive over to my childminder's house with a copy of Micro Machines 96. Uh, we had four, had a four-player match, and we pretty much just spent it all, most of our time on that track with the uh, had to use the sponges to cross the uh, sink, and we just kept knocking each other off the sponges. Yeah. Oh god, that was fun. I love. I used to love the uh, the snooker table levels yeah. in the Micro Machines, where you went down the one hole and came up the other. who lives just around the corner from me he's the world record holder um, in Maine for both championships and Badlands so he's probably not listening but I just want to give him a shout so. interesting yeah, yeah. I can that. <laughs> yeah I want to mention Super Hang On because yeah I love Super Hang On still do and do love great. the soundtrack to that game yes I love that great yeah. game great, great soundtrack yes uh, what else? Um, well, what other genres should we talk about? Puzzle games. 
Yeah, well, I was going to mention Puyu Puyu, perhaps. Or perhaps not. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I've only... I've only briefly played Mean Bean Machine and that's about my experience of Puyo Puyo. I played Columns a fair bit though. Yeah. Yeah, Columns my, is my yeah. favourite. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of people viewed it as a poor man's Tetris, but it, it really is a great puzzle uh, game. It's so much more. And it, yeah, yeah. yeah if you, I mean, if you look at, if you think like a massive proportion of video gaming today um, globally is, is done by women playing on their mobile phones, and um, it's all games, you know, Candy Crush Saga, all those type of games. There's so much like Columns. Yeah, yeah. And, and you realise, if, if you know Columns and you look back at it now, you realise what what an impact that, that simple puzzle game idea has had on gaming worldwide. Because actually, the, the Columns format and the sort of the old puzzle bubble format those you know those two formats then sort of you kind of merge them together and that's that's a massive majority of sort of mobile phone online flashback <laughs> excuse me flash based flash based gaming that goes on today um, so yeah columns actually probably the world owes more to columns than perhaps it realises yeah yeah uh, what about arcade boards well, I think Golden Axe is pretty much uh, yeah. a given for many people. Yeah. The game wasn't quite arcade perfect, but no. did add a few extra levels that weren't on the uh, Mega Drive game, and it was about as close as you could get at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was just a damn good game anyway, so... Yeah. Yeah. And another stunning soundtrack. <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, I have to say uh, Golden Axe and Super Hangout again, yes. Why not? <laughs> But yeah, um, what else? What else? I was, I thought the, I mean, I've, I've heard people absolutely panic, but I do think the Ultra Beast, um, well, I always used to love playing Ultra Beast on the Mega Drive. Um, yeah. It comes under a lot of slack, uh, a lot of flack, um, for its quality compared to the arcade version, but again, as a, as a sort of six, seven year old, you couldn't care less, could you? Yeah, I mean, of course, it's not a terribly great game, but it does have that sort of charm to it, you know, that yeah. Sega charm, which you only really got in those in their games. You know, it just there was just something about it that made it fun, even though it wasn't a terribly good game. You know, it just had a charm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think a fair amount of people love that game. Actually, I never played the the Mega Drive version, or on the Mega Drive, played the. The Genesis Collection versions, the ports, but uh, I think there are a few people that actually love Alter Beast. Oh, so yeah, it is a very popular game. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's kind of popular. Perhaps, perhaps not. Who knows? Well, what, what, wasn't one of the main bad guys? I've forgotten his name. The, the Rhino dude. He was, uh, yeah, he was in um, Wrecking Ralph. So, no, oh, yeah, you know that, that shows. At least, certainly, over in the states, it must have had a, a pretty good standing, pretty good popularity to be featured in in yeah, a film I think, that I think was made first, by Pixar. The first um, uh, packing game with with that came with the chances in the US was Ultimate Beast. Yes, that was also a packing game here in Europe as well. So I, I don't yeah. remember seeing it in Europe, but perhaps yeah. But I remember uh, reading lots of 
fan sites about it and people actually got the, their genesis with Altered Beast so that's why it's probably not that uh, it's actually popular over there at least I think yes and I'm looking for the tracks that I just downloaded and can't find them for some reason <laughs> anyway yes uh, well any other particular genre you'd like to talk about or should we just talk about our favorite soundtracks on Mega Drive games and wrap up things okay yeah, let's talk about our favorite soundtracks then okay, okay. so where to start <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes so many so many yeah. Nice star. Uh, yeah. No, obviously anything by Yuzo Koshiro is uh, not, not, yes, not being given there. Yeah. I, yeah. He's got he's got just a golden touch, hasn't he? Sort of whatever he turns his hand to. Did in fact did any of you catch the Red Bull Music Academy series called Digging in the Cars? History of video game music. I did watch that episode. I did watch one episode of that. Yeah, I, I think it was episode four. That was um, I watched. Yeah, uh, that that focused very highly on what the Sega guys were doing around sort of eighty-eight to ninety-three. Wow, it, it's it's fifteen minutes, and it's a fifteen minutes while spent watching that documentary. I highly recommend it to anyone who's not seen it yet. The Red Bull Music Academy, digging in the car. Uh, the whole series is just stunning there's great insight especially if you're a bit of a muso and a bit of a geek and yeah. you understand some of the stuff they're blabbering on about when they're talking about square wave synthesis and stuff it's <laughs> you know it's, it's absolute music tech pornography it is stunning um, but yeah so Yuzo Yuzo Koshiro he's, he's, he's an absolute legend um, I've already mentioned Kid Chameleon the, the work on Sonic 1 and Sonic 2 um, by uh, What's his name? Malfumi. Yeah, it begins with M, doesn't it? But yeah. No, no. Yeah. He's, uh, his stuff's amazing. And, and again, it was a very shrewd move on Sega's part. You know, they were really up for making Sonic a true rival to the icon of Mario. Um, and so they had to have a, a soundtrack to fit. Um, and so they got a guy who was, I think he was the bass player in, in a fairly successful J-pop family in Japan at the time. So they got someone with a bit of clout, a bit of credibility to come and do the music for it, just to give it that extra level of prestige. Um, and I, I, I do still think the Sonic 1 and 2 soundtrack are, are brilliant. I've got them on the iPod. I listen to them in the car on the way to work, you know, <laughs> because because it's just it's just such, such good quality. The actual... <laughs> The actual sort of thought that goes into it is people just think video game music guides bleeps and bloops, but it's it's so much more than that. There's there's real depth and there's sophistication in the composition that's gone into that stuff. It, it's only ever let down by the technical limitations of the console. Um, but that's where I where I think um, the genius of a musician comes out because if you can make memorable pieces of music using that limited soft uh, hardware. You're a genius, yeah. yeah. And yeah. most of Sega musicians were geniuses, or are. Yes, yeah. we were talking they, about they really Masato were. Nakamura, actually. Not yes, no, yes. No, Fumi yeah, Ataya yeah. is, I think, another one, but that works on Sonic games, but not the 
original 16. Yeah, and I always say, you know, when people sort of knock the sound chip of Mega Drive, I always say, you know, it's not the... Co- you know, there's no such thing as a terrible sound chip, only terrible composers. And mm. when you had composers like Yuzo Koshiro and uh, sort of all the other Sega the top composers, you know, that definitely shines through. Uh, yeah. you, can, you listen to these sort of music on Mega Drive and you can tell, you know, even though the sound chip is limited, the sheer quality of the music that actually comes through is really good. You know, they really did put a lot of effort into the music of the games. Maybe that is because of the limitations of the Mega Drive sound chip, but they put that much more effort into making it good. But either way, you know, it's... Yeah. I mean, you can now buy uh, online. It only works on PCs. Um, we make all our music on Mac, so it's a bit of a, a kick in the teeth because we, we can't get it and it would be so right for us but um, you can buy um, some guys developed a software synthesizer that is a, a sort of as true sounding as can possibly be done replication of the old Yamaha synthesis chip used in the Mega Drive and so you know there were people out there making music uh, I think, I think using the exact tones that we got I think uh, if you if you look for the website that uh, where they're selling the that, I think Yuzukushiro yeah. recorded something for using that software. Is it software or hardware? Well, it is it's a piece of software, but I know. I mean, you can buy. Uh, you, people do do hacks and convert their Mega Drives into synthesizers, um, and they, they just. You know, to, to get that done, it's quite expensive. I mean, my Mega Drive bit of dust a few years back when I actually tried to do that myself. Um, <laughs> trying to follow an online tutorial and ended up totally killing, killing my Mega Drive, um, which was a sad day. But um, yeah, it, the sound palette of, of the Mega Drive has got so much charm and character, and people are always replicating it and always trying to sneak in those little tonalities. Um, because because it might not be technically superior to even other things that were around at the time. The snares technically had superior sound. Uh, the Amiga certainly did. Um, but it, it's not about it's not about technical superiority. It's very much a case of sentimentality and what what sounds conjure up in the listener, yeah, um, yeah. as opposed to always just having that perfect thing. Yeah, it's why it's why even today like rock bands still record on on 24 track tape as opposed to recording digitally because the tape has a different tone to it it feels warmer and older and it's right for their bands um yeah yeah so a sh- big shout out to Yuzo Koshiro and Masato Nakamura and Hiroshi Kawaguchi who is also known as Hiro um indeed he did soundtrack to most arcade games actually outrun super yep. hang on yeah and the list yep. goes on and on and it's, it's, it's just the funk there's so much funk in it yeah. all isn't there yes there's so much great syncopation and space it's, it's and awesome how the how the ssd band and um yes the um, age nowadays Mm. Uh, yeah. the, the in-house in Sega bands uh, were, were really popular at least in Japan or at least yeah. for Sega fans but in Japan they they were really big the SSC band was actually yeah, really yeah I've got big. quite a lot of that stuff on my iTunes like, yeah that's that's a statement to the quality of the, the music they produced back in mm. the day 
using the Absolutely. limited hardware. <laughs> Actually, yeah, and and in so many ways, they took what uh, America was making in like the late 70s, early 80s in, in terms of funk. Uh, mm -hmm. And they took that, they adapted it into this sort of more contemporary sort of 16-bit format. And then they sold it back to the West in, in exactly the same way the British did with rock in the, in, in the sort of 60s. You know, I mean, the whole British invasion thing, we took rock and roll back to America in, form, in the form of the Beatles and the Stones and all that. We sold it back to them and they just lapped it up. Like, wow, what is this crazy new music? It's like, well, it's, just what you guys were doing 20 years ago it, you know Japan did exactly the same thing through the video game format and again going back to that Red Bull documentaries when you watch that and they're talking to hip hop producers um, you know high profile guys like fly, uh, electronic artists and rappers and stuff like Flying Lotus um And, and they're just talking about the profound impact these games were having on them even to the point where they'd be sitting playing as a kid and their mum would walk in and go wait this game's got funky music man you know um, <laughs> you know you just think about the, the main theme to Revenge of Shinobi um, it's, just, it's just it's awesome it, it could be a track done by uh, Parliament or something like that Uh, or, or Funkadelic because it's just so musical and so interesting mm -hmm. but there's so much fun to it as well it's just, just sorry I could talk about this all day yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, yeah. you feel uh, I think I think uh, I wanted to do a, a Yuzu Kushiro special um, for Radio Sega Stop 40 Count and the, the thing is how can you narrow down uh, <laughs> the tracks the, the list of tracks to for people to vote for I think I'll have to yeah, do easily Moon Beach. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. I'll have to do it one game at a time or something. Top four no, no, streets of Rage tracks TV. and yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shinobi tracks or something. Not sure, but yeah. Well, no, no, I think do it, man. Do a top 40 user for Shinobi. Yeah. Absolutely. Then I'll have uh, uh, 500 tracks for you to mm. vote for. <laughs> Pick your top 20 out of 500. Yay! <laughs> Yes, so I think we've been... Uh, oh, we actually passed the two-hour mark uh, on the show, I think. So... <laughs> uh, Sorry, probably my fault. <laughs> no, it's, it's been awesome. I really enjoyed this because it wasn't planned, it wasn't uh, prepared, and it turned out to be an awesome time we spent together uh, tonight on the lounge. And I hope whoever's listening to us also had fun. Uh, we've been talking about the Mega Drive... It turned 26 in Japan yesterday, which is awesome. All hail the powerful Mega Drive, uh, or Genesis, if you're in the US. Uh, yes, so I think we'll wrap up things now. Uh, we'll just uh, mention briefly the upcoming shows on Radio Sega. Not much happening, uh, because there will be no uh, RSN Live tonight after this show, so... Uh, you can tune in again tomorrow at 9pm GMT for Rexy's Sega Mixer Drive and it's a Halloween special Ooh. yes, don't forget to tune in for that um, we'll also uh, probably have a Forever Sonic's Random Hour this Saturday at 10pm GMT and apart from that I'll be back on Monday with Radio Sega's Top 40 Countdown and after that there's the Cyber Razor Cut with Sonic Yoda Wednesday at 8pm GMT and the Sega Lounge will be back a week from now Thursday 8pm GMT with with Corey Marshall hopefully hopefully all goes well this week uh, we were supposed to do an interview with the man this week but 
uh, he had other commitments, other last minute stuff to attend to, so we had to postpone till next week. So don't forget to tune in to Radio Sega and the Sega Lounge next week for an interview with the voice, the English voice of Ryu Hazuki from Shenmue. Mm, interesting. Uh, the man who always looks for sailors for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I just had to bring that up, didn't you? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Maybe we'll play a game of Lucky Hit or something. Or darts. Or Super Hang On. Who knows? <laughs> yes. Well, apart from that, I think that's all from us. Uh, so, um, if you would like to follow A Winner With You on Twitter, you can go to at A Winner With You and click that follow button you can also uh, follow the Opa Science Collective as well so that's uh, at Opa Science right Steve? yeah yes so and you want to share your other media outlets for people to follow and check your work so maybe YouTube and stuff yeah YouTube is uh, we, we actually run two channels one that just does all trailers and tidbits and one that actually does all the main song releases so uh, it's YouTube forward slash Opus Science or Opus Science Collective I can't remember um, but try and see what comes up the other one's uh, forward slash Opus Science Extension um, Facebook is Facebook forward slash Opus Science uh We've got like a Google Plus, but I don't think anyone actually uses that apart from people who work for Google. Um, I don't know what it's like a load. Of, it's like a load of letters and numbers. Out there. It's just, yeah, just, 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 yeah. If you Google the Open Science Collective, there aren't really many things on the planet with a similar name. So you'll you'll turn up plenty of stuff. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So people, thanks for listening uh, to the Sega Lounge this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll end the show. Steve, do you want to suggest any final track? Ooh, um, yeah, can, let, let's let's go with something golden. Actually, I've had a fair few mentions this evening. Um, yeah, cool stuff. So, can't really ever make a dry show without golden next. No, exactly. Let's play something from Golden X. Uh, any favorites? Uh, uh, Turtle Village, Wilderness, not sure. Let's go with Wilderness. Turtle Village gets a lot of love. Wilderness sometimes gets overlooked, so let's go with Wilderness. So, tell you what, let's play an extended final batch of music because uh, Mega Drive music is awesome. So, we'll start with uh, Jewel Master from Jewel Master, as requested by Winner With You <laughs> a while back. Then we'll have Battle One from Shining Force, which is actually a pretty short track. Uh, we'll play Wilderness from Golden Axe, and we'll end this with a track that I myself picked, A Legend of Harrier from Space Harrier 2 by the SST Band. Okay, oh, so, nice. Awesome. Uh, that will be our final track of the evening. Of course, I've been KC. With me tonight, we had a winner with you and Steve from the Opus Science Collective. You've been listening to the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. We play the best Sega music 24-7, and we also have the randomest of shows, for some reason. <laughs> like this. <laughs> so go play some Mega Drive games if you can. If not, you suck. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Bye-bye. See ya. See ya. Bye.
different guests, Sega music, news, and whatever else we can think of. The Sega Lounge, only on Radio Sega.
Radio Sega.